Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got the founder and owner of Venture Management Consultants, John Murphy. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Josh. Great being here. So, John, you're also, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're a consultant. And uh, from a high level, uh, what, what's the good that you bring to the world? I really help build high-performance teams. So, I've, I've noticed over the last three and a half decades since I've been professionally working, there's a lot of dysfunction in the world. There's a, mm-hmm. a lot of organizations where the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. Right. And so, uh, I brought some skills in from... Uh, college and football. I was a quarterback and I learned a lot growing up that, uh, you know, the, the, the real ticket to high performance is teamwork, pulling people together, getting people aligned, having a, a common vision, a common game plan. And uh, I had the same entrepreneurial focus ever since I was a kid. You know, if you can pull resources together to get positive results in the world, it's a very powerful thing. So when I went into to work out of college, I, I was at Notre Dame and played football there as a quarterback. I came wow. into a job in Chicago, and I just started to notice a lot of dysfunction, so to speak. It, mm. I was like, what, what, what's going on here? So I saw an opportunity, Josh, and I think that's what thoughtful entrepreneurs do is they see opportunities in the market, and then they figure out a way to improve things you know, pull things together. So in fact, that was the title of my very first book, Pulling Together. I learned how to just get people all on one page. And for some reason, I had that set of skills and and interest because I think it's important in the world, especially today. And uh, it just evolved from there. That was 32 years ago that I started my practice. And uh, it's, it's been a pretty cool ride. What is it about football that you think gave you a unique environment um, that prepared you for the work that you do today? And, you know, again, if we think about leadership and, and you know, running teams or running with teams, I should say, uh, you know, what, what uh, I, you know, I kind of look at your experience with football as kind of being a laboratory where you got to test a lot of concepts. So what, what was unique about that? Well, I like to use the acronym MVP, but in a different way. You know, we, most people here in sports, MVP, most valuable player. But I think of it in business as mission, vision, and principles. The mission is why do we exist? You know, what's what's our core competencies? What you know, what what can we do what, to to improve things? The mission is the why. The vision is the what. What does that why look like three years from now, five years from now, ten years from now? You've got to have a picture in the mind's eye of where you want to be. And then the principles are the guiding principles to get you there, you know, that give you character, give you culture, give you integrity, give you uh, teamwork, for example, and alignment. So with MVP, you can get alignment. Without alignment, you're, you're not going to go anywhere as a team. Everybody's got to understand clearly what the mission is and what the vision is and what the principles are. That's what holds everything together. I learned that in football, but I, you know, another metaphor, Josh, that I use in business is an orchestra. So you don't have to 
understand or care about sports to understand this. You can think about music. Mm-hmm. What is it about an orchestra that's so powerful? Well, you've got all these different functions, all these different silos is what we call in business, all these different you know, things that people do, competencies, et cetera. But the key to the orchestra is they're all playing off one page. They're all in harmony and balance and atonement, so to speak, at one minute. And that unity and that connectedness, that teamwork is what synergizes. It's what brings beautiful music together so that two plus two is something greater than four. You know, the synergy, the power of teamwork. Yeah. And, and so you spend uh, about half your time in Palm Beach and, and half your time up in Grand Rapids, two, two areas I'm very familiar with. <laughs> and uh, are, are you, uh, do, do you kind of like snowbird? Do you, do you normally spend your summers up north? I, I do now. I, I grew up in Grand Rapids and I ah. absolutely love Michigan, especially this time of year. The fall colors are starting start to change, as you know. Uh, Michigan's just a beautiful place, surrounded by the Great Lakes, of course. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's spectacular. But five years ago, I, I, I moved my primary residence to Palm Beach, part of a retirement plan. Yeah. And uh, my mother's down there in a memory care unit. I wanted to be closer to her and, and do what I can uh, to help. And, uh, you know, I love Florida. But, but you know, the truth is, I, I actually don't spend half the year here and half the year there because I travel. Well, I was traveling. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Not with, uh, not with the pandemic right now, but uh, I spend quite a bit of time on the on the road, traveling to different countries, teaching mm-hmm. and lecturing and uh, facilitating improvement events. How have you evolved that side of your business? By listening, and I urge every entrepreneur, thoughtful entrepreneur to listen to the market, to listen to the people around you. But carefully, I, I like to say, pay attention to who you pay attention to. Because a lot of people are quick to give advice and they really have no idea what they're talking about. So we have to mind our minds and pay attention to who we pay attention to. In my case, I, I got a lot of great constructive feedback from you know university professors and other high performance consultants that I teamed up with over the years. And that led me to all kinds of things. It wasn't my idea initially uh, to write a book, for example, and that was 30 years ago. It was a suggestion from a colleague that said, if you really want to make it as a consultant, it's, it's like the professor saying, publish or perish. You've got to write something. You've got to get mm. published. Uh, all right. Now, I didn't know how to do that, Josh. So I read a book about how to write a book. And there's a tip for any entrepreneur. You've got to be interested in learning. And I was a true self-help junkie younger. And I still am, by the way. I'm, I'm always interested in learning something new every day. But by opening the mind and listening and reading and and now you've got podcasts like this one, and you've got so many resources. I have over 200 YouTube videos out on mm-hmm. self-help type stuff that are free. So you really don't need much other than the will and the curiosity and interest to learn. And I learned after I wrote my first book, uh, actually my older brother, who's a professor now uh, at Notre Dame, he, he said, you got to write an allegory. Hmm. Like, oh, okay. What's, well, what's an allegory? I didn't even know. But it's like a parable, you know, like a novel story. And he said, you've got an interesting way of telling stories. So take what you wrote in the first book, make it into a storyline. All right. So I read a book. I read an allegory to learn how to write an allegory. (laughs) And then I did. And that led to a sequel because another university professor told me, John, you got to write a sequel to this book. I go, I do. You know, but that 
that's what I did, Josh, is I, I listened to people. And the criticism, by the way, wasn't always positive. I remember after giving my first public seminar, I had a university friend who I'd asked for feedback. And the first thing she said to me when I was finished was, do you want the truth? <laughs> you know, when you hear those words, you're like, yeah, uh, buckle up. <laughs> a bit, right. But I'd gotten plenty of that from high school and college football coaches. So I was like, yeah, of course I want the truth. Lay it on me. And she gave me some wonderful advice on how to improve my presentation skills and, and my work, you know, make, make my workshops more experiential and mm-hmm. you know, uh, interactive. And I've taken that. Uh, to, uh, to, this feedback's taken me to a whole different level. Yeah. You know, I'm really curious. To, you know, obviously, you've done a lot of work in the topic of leadership that I want to talk about in just a moment. But uh, one book I'm particularly curious about is The How of Wow, uh, where you talk about world-class service. And so what would be um, some great principles or, you know, um, you know, if if I, as a service provider, want to be able to provide a better experience for our customers, what things should I be paying attention to or what are some best practices that I can do to be more uh, aware uh, of what, 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 what they are seeing? Sure, well, I'll give you a, a simple formula that I use in one of my workshops and it's E is a function of E and E. So you're like, okay, what are these three E's? Well, evaluation is a function of what I expect, that's one of the E's, and what I experience. And so when I flip the light switch on and the lights go on, I'm not wowed, Josh, because I expected them to go on. And so when I experienced what I expected, my evaluation was, oh, okay. It's like starting your car. If it starts, you're like, well, I expected it to. That wasn't always the case when I was in college. But it's making sure you understand those three weeks those three E's, if you want to wow your audience, you've got to understand, first of all, what do they expect and what do they experience against those expectations? This is like when you go to Disney and Disney says, hey, it's 30 minutes wait from here to get out to the ride. Mm -hmm. They're not guessing. They know very clearly exactly how long that takes. And it's not 30 minutes. It's more like 28 or 29. Mm -hmm. They're managing your expectations by creating them and then you get a type A personality that gets on the ride going, I make good time. Right. <laughs> I got out yeah. minutes. You've been standing there for 28 minutes and you're happy about it. But that's the that's the how of wow. It's it's understanding how to go beyond what your customers experience or, or expect. It, giving them an experience that, that shocks them a little bit, that really wows them. And and I like to use the term advocate. It it turns them from satisfied customers and the advocates they're out promoting you they're saying you got to hear this person or you got to buy this product you got to try this service it's incredible those advocates are what really help you grow your business hmm uh yeah in fact uh you know so i live here in orlando so the, and the, the, they'll do is uh so they've got the times posted and then they'll every so often they'll give someone a special badge and then they'll actually measure it. So they, they, they'll wear, be wearing a red badge. And so when they get in the queue and then when they get to the ride, they'll scan it. Uh, so they'll, they'll see for sure if they were on track. So, um, yeah, D- Disney's absolutely a, a great uh, company that I think takes that guest experience very seriously as well. 
so in terms of leadership, and obviously you've done a lot of writing about this, um, John, what's working well in leadership today? Well, leadership's gone to a whole new level, and it's uh, honestly most organizations aren't even close to this. But the new genre, if you will, is is about mindful leadership, mindfulness. So, for example, British Parliament's now training members of Parliament in meditation techniques, in mindfulness. Very powerful. Uh, Google Google has a a program called Search Inside Yourself, S-I-Y, where organizations are helping employees, associates, elevate their game, if you will, by being more at ease, less Hmm. stressed. Stress is just not a a, a real healthy thing in the long run. So, you know, what can we do, especially when times are tough, to get our people to, we, in football, we called it poise, act with poise, with, with confidence, with inner peace, with grace, not, you know, you're not, you're, you're a quarterback walking up to the line of scrimmage. You have a play called, you have what a goal, you have a game plan, you have all this stuff you've been practicing all week. But the truth is, Josh, you have no idea what's going to happen when that ball is snapped. You know, a lot can go wrong. Well, that's a good metaphor for life today. You get up in the morning, you're not sure what's going to happen. So how are you going to handle it? With fear, with, with trepidation, with worry and anxiety? That's not leadership. You've got to learn how to handle it with confidence, with poise, with inner inner peace and in a sense of grace, that's very powerful. And by demonstrating it as a leader, you're bringing more calm to the culture. Mm-hmm. So the most important thing that high level leaders do today is create a healthy culture. It's not like wow. gardening. You've got to have fertile ground for creativity. You've got to have a psychological safety. You've got to have a culture where people are excited to be there and they want to They'll take, take, they'll take risks. They're not afraid to make mistakes. Innovation requires a lot of experimentation. You're going to make some mistakes. So great leaders are creating great cultures. And we need a lot more of that, quite honestly, yeah. today. You know, sometimes I see leaders and I think that they wear their stress as a badge of honor. Right. And they're like, oh, I'm working so hard for us as an organization. I'm really stressed and I'm burning the midnight oil and doing all this stuff. Right. And they do that, I think, to kind of maybe show off a little bit to the rest of the team. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about what you just said there about, you know, how we can bring uh, a, a more of a calm energy to our, uh, you know, to our organization, to our culture. Um, Help me understand why that's so vital and, and how that will impact the, uh, you know, our, our company in a positive way. Sure. Well, going through life with fear is like going through life with the brakes on in your car. Mm-hmm. You don't drive with the brakes on, but fear is a form of resistance. Fear is, is a form of doubt and fear is ego-based. So the ego thought system, which is human nature, we all grow up thinking in this box called ego, which is fear-based and dualistic. So the ego is always separating things, us and them, win and lose, right and wrong. It's, it's, it's all about duality and separation and division. You see it everywhere. You see it in governments. You see it in businesses. The ego is taken over and it's my way or the highway. That's all ego. Mm-hmm. 
Well, mindfulness teaches us to transcend that thought system and adopt an entirely different thought system, which is inspirational, in spirit. So ego and spirit are polar opposites, if you will. They're mutually exclusive. You cannot have fear and faith at the same time. You're either afraid and you're in, in, you know, you've got some trepidation and anxiety and oh, I don't know if this is going to work and what, you know, what if this fails? What, you know, we've got to cover our butts or we got to find somebody to blame. There's all kinds of that going on in the world. Where spirit or being in spirit or inspired, you're not fear, you're not fearful. And entrepreneurs are inspired. They're like, I'm, I'm going to make this work one way or another. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. they take all kinds of risks. So again, uh, leaders of organizations, whether they're small startups or they're great big organizations, it's like, how do we create an inspiring culture and in spirit where the people aren't afraid? They're not going through life with the brakes on. They're actually, you know, let, what if we try this? What if we try that? It's very experimental. And that's what the innovators are doing these days. They're also connecting dots that other people don't connect. So how could I connect a market need with a competency that I have with uh, a few other people that could join me to really wow a, a group of customers in solving this problem? So we're always connecting dots. Like what, what dots are out there that we can connect? And then that's where we end up with, you know, GPS systems on our cell phones. <laughs> we end yeah. up with incredible solutions. And incidentally, back to the how, wow, you don't wow people by giving them what they've asked for. Right. You wow people by giving them something that they need that, that they don't even know they need yet. Right. Okay. You satisfy them by giving them what they've asked for. You wow them by giving them something they didn't even know they needed. You're recognizing opportunities and problems in the market that they don't even they didn't even know they have yet until they see it. And they're just like, oh, my gosh, how did I ever live without this? <laughs> mm. You know, um, so one book that I'm looking at, I just saw, uh, and, and I think this is your newest book, right? Miracle Minded Manager. That's your newest book? Yes. So uh, the the subtitle here is uh, is kind of a, a modern day parable about how to apply a course in miracles in business. So I'm particularly interested in that. Um, I, I remember kind of casually flipping through a course in miracles a, a long time ago. Um, for those who don't know, what is a course in miracles? Well, in the 1970s, Dr. Helen Shookman at Columbia University. She was the head of medical psychology there. She started to hear, she started to channel. She started to hear this voice and it freaked her out at first. She was agnostic. Mm. She was a, a, a Jewish scientist, an agnostic in, in religious belief, didn't believe in, you know, God or whatever. And as a scientist, it was like, uh, you know, without proof, why would I? And all of a sudden she's getting this channeling. Long story short, um, it took seven years and she worked with a colleague who helped her through the, you know, the shock of it, Dr. Bill Thetford. And they published the, uh, the Foundation for Inner Peace published The Course in Miracles, which mm. is now believed to be a direct channeling of Jesus. And it's all about transcending the ego thought system, which we just talked about, and getting in spirit, being fearless, going through life free and uh, without doubt, without, you know, worry and <laughs> constant stress. Yeah. And so it's a three-part uh, course of miracles is there's a one-year course, which is one mantra or lesson a day for 365 days. That's mm. really where you'd learn that that's where you're transformed, so to speak, mindfully. 
And then there's a teacher's manual as well as a text that goes into quite a, quite a bit of depth. But uh, I had I'd been hearing this referenced, uh, Josh, by all kinds of uh, people I looked up to. Dr. David Hawkins, the late David Hawkins. Uh, yeah. Deepak Chopra, um, Wayne Dyer, uh, Eckhart Tolle, uh, Marianne Williamson. It, what is this Course in Miracles? I, I came home from a, a trip or a business trip over in Europe, and there in my in, in my mail stack was an invitation to take a Course in Miracles. <laughs> mm. Okay, I get it. I'll, I'll do this. And I did, and it, it just helped me take my business to an entirely different level, really transcend that worry and that fear and the doubt. I wrote, I, I ended up writing two award-winning books as a direct result of that, mm. uh, along with several other books. And it, it, it just, it took my game to a whole new level. And yeah. it, it was really all about just getting out of that fear box, out of that worry box. Uh, because I also uh, bring in uh, the law of attraction and the law of attraction is essentially the vibe that we put out is the vibe we get back. We reap what we sow and it's all vibrational. It's all energy. So you got to ask yourself, what am I putting out into the world? What, what kind of vibe? And if I'm putting fear out into the world, I'm going to, I'm going to be afraid. I'm going to see all kinds of evidence that I'm right. We're always given evidence that we're right, but what we're thinking is what we think is right when somebody else can look at the exact same thing and see something entirely different. So it's like whatever we're looking for, we're going to find it. So if we're looking for problems in the world, if we're, if we're oh, yeah. if we get up and put the morning news on and it's all about, you know, all these horrible things going on in the world, well, then we're going to be see the world's falling apart. Mm -hmm. But at the very same time, Josh, people can get up in the morning and instead of doing that, they could meditate sit in a garden they could go for a nice walk you know they could find something very peaceful to do and they're going to find all kinds of peace throughout the day we reap what we sow and we have the choice it's kind of like having your hand on the radio dial in your car you can change the channel if there's a vibration you know because songs are all vibrational if there's a song that you don't like change the channel and that's true empowerment, you know, and I speak a lot on that. A lot of times people think that power is something that is given to them externally, that the boss empowers them or the parents empower them. When in fact, we empower ourselves when we let go of fear and doubt and anxiety and we, uh, we open up to a very powerful life force that's running through us every second of every day. Wow. All right. Uh, so the, the newest book, I'm just, I'm getting so distracted with, uh, I'm thinking about what would happen if I, you know, every morning, uh, you know, started with that rather than, you know, tuning in to catch up with, okay, what's going on in the world today? I, I, I hear you. John, this is really fantastic. Uh, again, your newest book is Miracle Minded Manager, your website, John J. Murphy.org. And of course, you are the, um, founder and uh, CEO of Venture Management Consultants. Uh, anything else, John, that, that folks are like, okay, I really like this guy. Where should they go? What should they do? Well, I, I can check out the website. I've got, uh, and it isn't just, you know, uh, books that I've written, but I've put out a lot of free stuff, so to speak. I referenced earlier, there's over 200 short YouTube videos that I, I, I filmed and produced and put out there on my website. They're free, all kinds of things. I'm just... Um, Life balance, nutrition, health, meditation techniques. Just, you know, what, what can I do to be a better leader, to be a more uh, 
calm and productive entrepreneur to, to really grow, not just my business, but myself. So yeah, check out the website and, and uh, take advantage of, of the free resources you have all around you. Awesome. John Murphy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Glad to be here. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.